Hello, children and ghouls. <laughs> this is Spoopy Katie. And this podcast will have spoopy themes and language not appropriate for children. <laughs> like wiener. Or a pumpkin that dances sensuously. <laughs> Welcome to BuzzFeed's Internet Explorer. I'm Ryan Broder. I'm Spoopy Katie Natopola Spoo. <laughs> this is our Halloween episode. I'm crying Bloodrick. I'm Katie Notopolis. That's my <laughs> Halloween name. <laughs> this week, as Katie was saying in between booze and ooze, um, <laughs> is a Halloween episode. Yay! Rattling chains. <laughs> it's Halloween this week. Ryan, are you gonna dress up for Halloween? Yeah. I I'm I'm thinking about going as Macklemore. Okay. Because I just love him. Um but if I can't go as Macklemore, <laughs> I'll probably do what I always do, which is like pick a random female anime character and dress up as them. Because I did Sailor Moon two years ago, and then I did Misty from Pokemon last year. People seem to like that, you know. I seem to remember, Ryan, that you own a Halloween suit. And when I say a Halloween suit, I mean literally like a a dress suit like you would wear to a job interview, but it's got a print of black and orange pumpkins all over it. That's right. I do have an all... uh, The uh, (laughs) quick side note, quick side story. So uh, last year... Uh, ladies of BuzzFeed Life got a free suit in the mail, and none of them wanted to wear it. It was all over a pattern of pumpkins. And they're like, you know who would love this suit? Ryan Broderick. So they called me over, and they're like, we don't know if this is going to fit you, but we got this pumpkin suit. So I went into a conference room, and I got down in my underwear, and I put on this suit. And I got to tell you, Katie, it, it fit me perfectly. Oh, I remember. It looked like it had been tailored exactly to your measurements. So... If all else fails and I can't go as Macklemore and I can't go as a female anime character, I'll definitely go in a pumpkin suit. But also, British people don't really celebrate Halloween. Oh, that's right. Oh. Because, like, I fe- my theory is that being British is like wearing a costume at all times because of social anxiety in class. <laughs> so, you know, Halloween is just like, it, they do that every day. Yeah. That's yeah. my theory. I, I'm going to dress as a sexy minion. Nice. Nice. I actually probably won't. I will probably not dress as anything <laughs> at all. But uh, I'm just excited to talk about Halloween. Everyone loves yeah. Halloween, but you know yeah. who really loves Halloween? The internet. The internet. The internet oh, loves oh, Halloween. Oh, I didn't even know you were going to say that. <laughs> we did not plan that out. But uh, yeah, yeah, the internet loves Halloween. And we have, I think, I think we have two of the most important figures in internet Halloween. Yes. On this week's show. Yes, I, um, I think we do. We have an amazing treat for everyone so listening. So first up. It's not a trick. It's a treat. <laughs> Tricks are for kids, and Katie's an adult woman who doesn't wear costumes. Right. So, you so know, we're just going to treat um, you because we're kind-hearted people here at the yeah, Internet treats. Explorer podcast brought to you by BuzzFeed. The first person that we're going to have come talk to us is a legend in Internet Halloween. He is... The man who dances like a spoopy pumpkin. Right. He is a black leotard, <laughs> tiny little pumpkin mask. Mm-hmm. He's in a crappy gra- graveyard kind of thing. Yeah. And it looks like it's like public he- access TV, and he's dan- gyrating in these like really 
sensual dance moves. You you know the video I'm talking about. Everyone knows this yeah. video. We, we got to sit down with him and talk to him. His name is Matt Geiler. And it turns out he's not some kind of erotic pumpkin demon. He's actually a human who is very, very charming. <laughs> I feel like it was like an enema for the soul. You know, it, I just yeah. I got a lot out of it. I, I'll be honest, I feel like after we talked to him, um, we be kind of became friends for life with him, I think. I think we're friends now. I think we're we friends We made a now. pumpkin pact. This is my only way of making friends is to interview them on the Internet Explorer podcast brought to you by BuzzFeed. Um, and we also talked with Chad Horseman, who is the CEO of Yandy.com, which if you have never heard of Yandy, you're probably normal. But you have definitely seen Yandy's Halloween costumes. They're the, like, right. ridiculous sexy costumes, like the sexy dolphin and, like, sexy pizza, sexy pizza rat. We asked him about his secret. You know, what? Yeah. what is it like being the Walter White of the sexy costume <laughs> empire that is Yandy.com? Everyone loves these costumes. Every Halloween you see them all over the internet. People are... When I say love, I would put an asterisk next to that. They love slash are appalled by them. But either way, you've seen them. You love them. And frankly, just the idea of all this is sending chills down my spine. Because guess what? It's Halloween time and I'm scared as shit. Ryan, do you have a favorite Halloween song? My favorite Halloween song is uh, we're going to play a little bit of it before we go to our first interview. It is a dubstep remix of the song Spooky Scary, which I believe is a Looney Tunes song about dancing skeletons. We're so sorry, skeletons, you're so misunderstood. You only want to socialize, I don't think we should. So we have with us today over Skype, Matt Geiler. Matt Geiler, thank you for coming on our podcast. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. If you're listening to this, you might not know Matt Geiler by his, his, his given birth name. You might know him as someone very different and very near and dear to my heart, which is the Halloween time dancing pumpkin man from the internet. Because, you know, this is a podcast, people can't see what we're talking about, and this is an extremely visual thing. Matt, can you describe what spoopy dancing pumpkin man is well uh in the physical sense it's a completely black unitard bedecked uh <laughs> figure uh whose human head is replaced with a ever so slightly too small pumpkin head yeah i never thought about the fact that the pumpkin is weirdly too small it's like taking the skull of an australopithecine and putting it on a homo sapiens <laughs> that's that's kind of the proportion that you get with the dancing pumpkin guy. It's not as if I should know what a normal pumpkin head is because that's not a real thing. <laughs> right. So this is a clad in black, bedecked mm -hmm. pumpkin, too small pumpkin head. Who seems to be engaged in a weird kind of a, a pansexual <laughs> uh, series of rhythmic gyrations and classic mime moves. <laughs> Uh, done to to a knockoff Ghostbusters track in front of a green screened digital graveyard painting. Right, and I want to I want to talk about the, the the background because to me I, I think it is the most underrated dimension of this, which is that it is a a like nineteen seventies eighties looking like ghost filled mate painting of a graveyard, which I think is like the cherry on top of the Sunday that is the spoopy pumpkin dancing man. 
I'm glad you brought it up because um, it's really the most overlooked facet of the art form. <laughs> and I would say responsible for at least 40% of the disturbing undercurrent of the video. <laughs> the dancing is the pleasurable part. And then there's an underlying kind of disruptive element, which is the background. And I'm glad that you... I'm glad that you're vibing with that. Um, so what you're what you're saying is that the the dancing, if it was just dancing, it would be entertainment, but with the uh, the jarring juxtaposition of the background, it, it becomes art. I think that's the thing that really roils people to their core and <laughs> has a little edge to it. I mean, you don't come away from a Van Gogh painting just feeling joy. You feel you feel an amount of joy, and then you also feel some tension. As though you may be in a sword fight later on. I think that's the real magic. I mean, one of the elements of the spoopy dancing pumpkin man video that I think really captivated people mm-hmm. is that this was on the local news. Right. Right. Could you can you explain to us how that came about? Well, in the shortest version, uh, it's because I was the lead anchor for the <laughs> <laughs> for the ten o'clock. For a 10 o'clock news program, it was the nightly news program on the CW affiliate uh, back in my hometown of Omaha, Nebraska. And routinely, we would arrive at full go hour with holes in the program. It was kind of mayhem. So like we'd routinely get to like 9 o'clock, and the show went live at 10 every night, and we'd always have these holes. And again, during Halloween week, you know, we were doing all this thematic stuff, and again, we had like... Hey, there's, you know, two minutes to fill. What can we shoot in a matter of like five minutes and <laughs> and put it in the stack and be ready to go in like 40 minutes? I mean, we would routinely have that experience. And I, the solution was, of course, yo, I got this unitard. You <laughs> up Ghostbusters off of that Hallmark Hits of Halloween CD and throw up a graveyard and and we can eat up some time. So when when this aired, was it introduced like and now the anchor Matt Geiler shall perform for you? Or was it like the the nine o'clock showing of the OC just ended and it's going into the local news and (laughs) you're watching it? How is this presented? So how this thing was presented was uh, I think we I think it was in the second block. So we just come back from a commercial. So then you would see me standing in front of a rotating globe which is the universal sign for news is happening. Uh-huh. And I think I said something like, hey, hope you're enjoying Halloween so far on Tuesday night. Here's something we found that will really get you going. And then it would cut to that. <laughs> so it was not at all mentioned that it was you doing the dancing. No. I mean, there's just no time to explain these kind of details. <laughs> and by then we had settled into a routine of, you know what, let's just do these things and deal with the ramifications later. So before it made its way to the internet, what was the reaction within the community to your dancing? I, mean, I can only imagine that local CW watchers <laughs> in Omaha were met with this out of nowhere, just an overwhelming uh you know, wave of sexual exhilaration as well as horror at the same time. Did they call the station being like, I, I'm pretty sure the world is ending because a man in a pumpkin suit has just come on to just dance me to hell? Or like, what, how is this How is this taken by the community? Like, Yeah, um, there were reactions. You know, I like to I like to think that there were a lot of people just making love while that thing was going on. 
But I think the closer, st- I mean, what happened usually is, you know, you get calls to the front desk. They'd eventually make it down to the newsroom. Uh, people upset that what appeared to be uh, a team of miscreants on drugs had taken <laughs> over. The people we heard about at the station were ranging from disbelief to very upset. <laughs> And you know what? Honestly, I, I, I come down on the side of many of those people because, I, you know, if I was tuning into a program that had an actual, like, motion graphic created hard news open with theme music that suggested, here comes the news, and then this sort of thing was being piped into your uh, house or apartment, I you know, I would be uh, discombobulated. However, wow. when we would go out on the streets and shoot stuff, you know, that's when, I mean, that's when we get into it with the college kids, you know, and uh, people living in alleys, which was really our demographic. College kids and alley dwellers are also our, uh, the Internet Explorer, typical demographic. Perfect. So I got to ask, I got to ask, because our, our, when we kind of tweeted that we would, be, we would be talking with you, people brought up the fact that, you know, your dance moves, much like the Beyonce single ladies dance or the Macarena, they've entered the public consciousness I, I I need to know how did you decide on doing what moves like did it just come to you or was there you know were you pulling from anything else or, or were there inspirations you were drawing from? Here's the thing, and I can't believe that we're having a serious conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's not like choreographed or anything. I just I simply have always loved to shake it, so it's all I mean it's all improvised and. Um, I mean, it, it, that that video literally was the product of like, we've got maybe a window of seven minutes to film this. So, yeah, it was just made up off. I mean, as most of the great art is, it's right. <laughs> came from the heart. It came from the heart and it came from the moment. And it was a product of its own constraints. You know, I mean, you don't have time, so you're just going to have to create some magic. I do feel, though, that being in that leotard added kind of a slinkier element, you know. So I think the next part of the story, I guess, I mean, would be when it hit the Internet. Yeah. It's now removed from any context. Right. And you are just now, you're a piece of the Internet, sort of. How did that happen, I guess? Or what was that like to happen to you? Well, I can only speak for myself, but I think maybe it's it's a universal story about how unsuspecting humans become memes. Uh, it, it seriously was the product of people scrambling to fill time and then like, let's forget this ever happened and we will not speak of it to our spouses. Uh, <laughs> that kind of thing. I just think it's a cool thing because people, it's like one of those things people can share it, gif it or whatever, you know, and kind of, it can kind of morph into its own thing. There's two ways I don't feel. The first way is... <laughs> This is the only thing people know of me and my work. You know, they don't know my my serious comedic work. You know, I don't feel like that. I feel like, oh, it's like this cool legendary thing. And honestly, like when I tell people, <laughs> okay, this is a true story. Last week, I'm doing a show in Santa Monica at this theater. So somehow the person who who was introing me did did some research and like did connect the dots and was like, he's also the dancing pumpkin. And like I had there's like five people that came up after the show. They're like, you're the pumpkin dance guy. Like, <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure why I can't vouch for them, but they had some kind of reverence for the moves. They're like, your moves are amazing. As we all do, I think. <laughs> 
So it sounds like the pumpkin guy has not necessarily affected your career, but you're no longer a news anchor. You're a comedian and you are out on tour and you perform for people, probably not dancing. Oh, there's there's always dancing. Okay. I mean, you're so good at it. Like, why, you know, why, why stop, you know? My day job has been improvisational comedy. So, like... I improvise music off of audience suggestions, so it's basically like a improvised concert of maniacal dancing and song. <laughs> oh, okay. So the pump, so the moves do play into your your actual your day job, um, and you're on tour now. Well, right now I'm sitting in my house in LA. <laughs> oh, I guess you're right. You're right. Sorry. Um, but yeah, this year I've been going out and doing um, tour dates with Wayne Brady. He's a, as you may know, he's another musical improv guy. Do you have any inspirational words for young potential pumpkin dancers out there who might be listening to this and want to one day have a spoopy dance of their own? Yeah, the uh, the dancers that are still in the patch. The pumpkin you know? lits. Yeah, I've got some yeah. serious advice for people still in the patch. Okay. <laughs> it's twofold. One, you cannot be afraid to let the juices flow, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't mean that in a in a in a horrendous way. I mean that and just like go to that magic place and, and let your body do the irreducible work that it was meant to do. And two, come correct. If you're going to do this thing, get yourself some some quality materials. You know, don't be like me and just rely on what is lying around. I would I would really research the unitard part of it because that thing was uncomfortable. I oh. mean, as, as, <laughs> as fluid as the movement seemed, yo absolutely would get something a little more breathable that is extremely inspirational hey katie and ryan uh i also have a halloween gift for you it's uh it's a special improvised it's kind of a freestyle over a really spoopy beat that i think you guys would dig <laughs> oh my god oh my god spoopy beats are my favorite beats oh my god how did you know <laughs> yeah well i assumed you know i mean i assumed that's what you guys were into <laughs> so uh you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this to you right now, and it's com it's completely improvised. So, uh, you know, you'll just have to ride it out. Shake my hips from the left to the right, and I get fresh to death every single night when I dance like this, and I'm keeping it tight. You want a pumpkin man? I got to say all right, and yo, pumpkin man, baby, I'm your guy. Remind the internet to go and let your freak flag fly. Matt, thank you so much for all that you do for the spoopy community, and thank you for unleashing your unholy dance moves on the internet you're welcome you're welcome i will uh i will continue to, to uh let the pelvis get bright <laughs> right now we've got my favorite new segment which is called 15 second fan fiction but this time it's halloween themed katie are you ready for your halloween themed 15 second fan fiction prompt i am Okay, if you're not if you're not familiar with what 15 second fan fiction is, it's like a little game where we play where Katie and I give each other a prompt that's like some things and some places and some stuff, and we got to make them all interact in a 15 second fan fiction of what we've given each other. So okay, it's it's adult Simba. Okay. He is the se he's a senior at a frat Halloween party. Okay. And he's showing around child Simba, who is a freshman at that same frat Halloween party. Okay. So it's two pretty handsome lions at a frat party. 15 seconds. Three, two, one, go. 
Okay, so here's the thing. This is the <laughs> <laughs> this over here is the 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 beer pong table. It's wicked awesome. We get down, we play some beer pong over there. That's where the bros sleep. My boys. Yeah, Teddy. Yeah, Scar. What's up? What's up? This is Simba. He's new here. He's a new pledge. Give him hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 15 seconds on the clock, and you gotta give me my prompt. Okay, what am I doing? What, what What's my What's my thing here? All right. Okay. There is Jack Black as R.L. Stein um, <laughs> from the from the recently in theaters Goosebumps movie. Yep. There is. Boopy dancing pumpkin man. Oh. And you're in a haunted house. Okay. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Spoopy dancing pumpkin man danced bravely when he was confronted with the ghosts in the corridor. He turned to Jack Black's version of R.L. Stein and said, What do you think about this? And he said, Looks like we've got to turn this school of horrors into a school of rock. <laughs> that was really good. That was really good. I, I'm, you know, once again, I'm extremely impressed with you, Ryan. You know, I feel like um, you. you really missed your calling as a, as a fiction writer. So next, we're going to talk with Chad Horseman, the CEO of Yandy.com, the sexy Halloween costume shop. Recently, there's they're, they're a little controversial. Some of these costumes, they have a sexy Cecil the Lion costume that recently the actress Ashley Benson kind of got in trouble. Uh, she Instagrammed right. herself wearing the sexy Cecil the Lion costume, and uh, everyone got really mad at her because you know it's kind of offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, dressing up like a dead famous lion months after it died is a bad idea. Right, but. Apparently, that's all just sort of part of Yandy.com's really weird marketing plan, and we're just playing right into it. Chad, so you come up with a lot of the ideas for the costumes yourself, right? Yeah, for sure. So what, like, take me through that brainstorming process. Like, how do you see something? I mean, I guess there's so two things. Like, when you're developing the sexy pizza costume, yeah. like, are you sitting there eating a slice of pizza and you're like, you know what? I bet I bet that somewhere out there there is a, a woman who is like, I need an awesome sexy costume for Halloween this year and I would like to be a sexy pizza slice. Like, how does that come about? It's kind of like that, I guess. Um, sometimes we see ideas out there. Obviously, you know, go out on Halloween, go to parties and see what people are wearing look mm-hmm. online and sometimes we're looking at just the relevant news star news stories and different viral memes and stuff like that that are going around so it it comes from a lot of different places but <laughs> i gotta be honest a, a little bit of it is luck believe it or not like um when we had the licensed sesame street masks and the different colored dresses to match them that year mm-hmm. we had no idea like mitt romney was gonna try to cut funding to PBS and uh, Sesame Street was going to be in the news. Um, oh, that's right. I forgot that that so was... That's what lifted the, the that story. The yeah, that, that's what made that a story. And then the dress we planned out like almost the second that thing went viral. 
we actually <laughs> we actually held it back for Halloween. We were you know wanting to release that thing like for months. We had it in stock, so we saved it, released it, put out some press releases about it, and it just caught fire. And then the latest one is this pizza rat, which. <laughs> you know, like that one I didn't really think of was just like everyone in the world telling me like you sure. need to do <laughs> pizza. Rat. So just to explain to everyone who's listening, the the dress that he's mentioning, of course, is the famous white and gold or blue and black dress um, that was a viral sensation this spring. And then Pizza Rat is a video that a couple weeks ago just blew up of a rat carrying a slice of pizza down the New York City subway stairs. Um, and people, for some reason, just loved this video. It, like, hit a nerve where you just rooted for the rat because you're like, you know what, rat, this pizza slice is, like, twice the size of you. It's like a whole pizza slice. And, you know, he's just going for it. Like, he's just living his life. Um, and it, it just it warmed the hearts of New Yorkers bizarrely. So, Chad, I have a question for you about the Pizza Rat costume. Yeah. So, looking at it, to, to describe it for people who obviously like can't see it when we're talking about it, it's like sort of a gray dress with like a little fur-embellished hood with ears, and then it has two little slices of pizza over what looks like they're the pockets, sort of? Yeah, they're pizza pockets. Isn't okay, that cool? so that that is a key <laughs> question. So, I, I was showing the dress to uh, a few other women in the office, and the question everyone wanted to know was like, are they pockets? Yeah, they are oh, pockets. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, everyone's giving really us excited. good insight. Like, we need to... If they're not pockets, we're we're really upset because it's a perfect placement. We're going right to our CMS to change that description right now to let the world know. Thank you for okay, letting us know. We need to do that. I, if I were you guys, <laughs> and I'm just going to put this out there, I would even add that into the title of the costume: Pizza <laughs> Rat with Pockets. <laughs> with pizza pockets, pockets yeah. 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 It's like hot um, pockets. So, in that kind of costume, is it basically like? It's basically, you already had a mouse costume, right? Right, exactly. So you just add some pizza slices on? Exactly, but we only had <laughs> like, I don't know, like 15 of those. And so, you know, we're rushing production of like 100 more right now. Oh, so because normally like a rat wouldn't be a particularly hot selling costume, right? No, that costume was didn't, didn't do so well. I, I mean, I liked it, but, you know, I figured you could do like three blind mice, things like that, but... You know, luckily, once again, that that's a costume we make in L.A., so we could quickly get it ramped up. I was actually going to ask, have you ever had a costume that you were just convinced was going to do really well? Uh, it was going to be like that year's top seller, and then it just completely flopped? Um, the cornfield. I mean, I thought a sexy cornfield was a cool idea for a group costume. <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend at the time was from uh, Nebraska, and I'd recently been there and visited there in the People that are crazy about their corn huskers, and I you're just, like, man, I could really yeah. see some babes in this. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was such. You know, sometimes what I think is like an internet nerd, not your what you'd think of as a guy that would own a lingerie company. But luckily, I have some really bright um, females that work with me. But you know, what I, sometimes what I think will sell is not exactly what actually moves. But it got us a lot of press, and it was on Kimmel and a bunch of different shows. So. We still sold out, just took two or three years. I do think that the sexy corn is like one of the perfect encapsulations of what Yandy is because it's like, who the fuck would think to uh, like to wear a sexy corn costume? Like that's not, it's not like sexy pirate or sexy cop where it's like, yeah, that makes sense. It's like, here's a 
food item that's also like kind of phallic. It's not even like you wouldn't <laughs> imagine like, yeah, that reminds me of a, a, a sexy woman. You'd be like, yeah, that reminds me of, I don't know, a wiener or something. Yeah, but I thought like a whole sorority could go as like, you know, a whole cornfield. I don't know. Group yeah, costumes do well for us. We sell like them in bulk. That was the idea. But yeah, it was a flop. What's typically like the best seller? Is it the sort of standard like sexy pirate, sexy cop, or is it these sort of weird, wacky viral ones that you guys do? You know what? Usually, it's the standards. I mm-hmm. mean, the pizza, you know, it sold okay, but it never sold very well for all the press it got like two That's years heartbreaking. ago. Heartbreaking. I know. I know. <laughs> See, my my criteria for designing these costumes is: Do you have a chance? at winning a costume contest if you show up in one of these costumes. And if the answer is yes, then I always think it's a good idea to make it, whether it sells or not. <laughs> I think what's going to be really surprising for a lot of people listening to this interview, you know, because uh, we're right in the heart of this year's, oh, no, look at this sexy costume outrage sort of thing. I think what a lot of people would be surprised if they've never, you know, read an interview with you or, listen, you know, when they're listening to this, uh, they're going to realize that there seems to be like a huge dose of irony about you know what costumes you pick and how you market them and everything. And some of them do sell really well. And every year we we try to push the limits. And every year, like you know, Yahoo or someone will write like the stupidest sexy Halloween costume or whatever. And half the time, the one they choose, well, they're always ours. Half the time, the one they choose is like one of our top sellers. So it's just like, go ahead, golf stupid. But people, you know. There's obviously girls out there that that like them and get the humor in it. But, you know, in the I think it's becoming like, you know, people are more aware that these costumes are for fun, you know, and they don't take them quite as seriously. But when we first started doing this, we did a sexy watermelon costume with a bite taken out of it. And for some reason, people just I mean, I thought it was a great costume. And I can understand how it's different and everything, but people people are, like, offended by it. Like, how dare they make fruit sexy? It's like, <laughs> I'm like, why didn't we make fruit sexy you know, sooner? I don't know what they're talking about. Um, well, you know, it's kind of like they say in Spinal Tap, uh, there's a fine line between clever and stupid. Yeah. You guys ever thought about uh, marketing, like, sexy men's costumes? I don't know, like a sexy Mario and Luigi, but they're just, like, wearing short shorts and like, tank tops or something. You know, some, some, some fun for the guys. Um, we have some, definitely have some sexier men's costumes. They're more of the exclusive, like, furry animal costumes that we did so well with like four or five years ago they're really popular with like burning man and all that stuff so we definitely (laughs) have some and if you don't wear it if you just wear the furry vest without the t-shirt under it we have it modeled with the t-shirt but you could definitely not wear that t-shirt and then it's it's pretty sexy chad horstman you're definitely the first horstman of the sexy apocalypse that's that's really good what we can all agree on, regardless of how it's happening, is that the world is becoming a, a sexier place. Yeah, like when you see pizza, you just you get really horny now. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, thank you so much uh, for coming on and talking to us about sexy Halloween costumes. Um, your creative mind is frightening and scary, and um, I hope that you take responsibility for all the children born uh, through your sexy costumes. Thank you again so much. Hope everyone out there has now uh, a few more sexy ideas for Seriously. Uh, Halloween this year. Send them um, over. Info at yandy.com. Send us ideas. We'll take them. 
I heard Katie that you've been seeing other podcasts. You've been you've been seeing other radio shows. I have. I went uh, I went on to the Note to Self podcast uh, with our fellow BuzzFeed podcaster Tracy Clayton from the Another Round podcast, um, and we talked about internet stuff. It was it fun. How was the real studio like? Were they nice to you? Um, it was very nice. It was not a weird closet where the like soundproofing falls off the walls um, every time like you're talking in the middle of a statement. Um, and it was very nice. And you can check it out on notetoself.org or download it on iTunes. I don't know. I don't know what you do. It's your business. Hey, choose your own path. Yeah. So I want to thank our guests. I want to thank the listeners. I want to thank our producers and the people who listen to this episode. If if our producer, Julia Furlon, was um, uh, a classic Hollywood monster, mm-hmm. she'd be the swamp thing because mm-hmm. she lives in a cesspool <laughs> and is constantly pulling beautiful people like us into her deep, dark hole of despair. Yeah. Eleanor Kagan would be the bride of Frankenstein because she has curly hair. You know, I'm just, I'm just going to go straight forward for that one. Yeah. Well, Je- Jenna Weiss Berman would be Frankenstein because she is a super... Oh, the neck bolt. The neck bolt. Oh, it's she's neck She's got bolts. those neck bolts. Also, the fact that she's, you know, literally a bunch of corpses sewn together. Yeah, uh, what is never that? seen in real life. Uh, it's sort of it's sort of awkward. I didn't realize you were gonna go there, but yeah, she's a bunch of corpses on TV. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, you'll hear like lots of cool buzz about like her work with another round or the uh, upcoming Lena Dunham podcast. But honestly, she's a bunch of dead bodies that are sewn together. That's yeah, a fact. Um, <laughs> that's a thing you should know about. Her. <laughs> um, and Meg Kramer, uh, Meg Kramer is. Um, She's the orphan from the movie The Orphan, who's like you think is a, like a thirteen-year-old girl, but then and she's like trying to have sex with the adopted dad, and then you find out she's actually like a psychotic thirty-year-old woman. That's Meg Kramer. <laughs> um, so thank yes. you, um, thank you to all of them for their help putting this together. And um, yeah, without the help of a underdwelling sea monster. A woman who is having sex with a pile of sewn-together corpses. Oh wait, yeah, that's the other thing about Eleanor. Pret- is that a key element? <laughs> it's not only does she like have kind of the she has curly hair that's streaked a little bit. She also has sex with a pile of corpses. She's the well, bride, yeah, of a bride of a pile of corpses. She, her sexual that's preference is corpse pile. <laughs> Yes, uh, without the help of all of those wonderful people, along with a 30-year-old woman masquerading as a child to murder people, this podcast would not be made. I can't stop thinking about their fucking corpses. Yo, this one goes out to Katie and Ryan and everybody in the spoopy grave dancing community. This off the hook, Halloween 2015, you heard? One time, off the top of the head, freestyling pumpkin man until I'm dead. It's almost like you watching a movie, right said Fred from 1992, but you got some cheese spread. Listen, I do the moves that are dope and fresh. I've been blessed with something that can't be put to death. I'm an internet meme every Halloween. I'm the best pumpkin dancer that you ever seen. I got a misshapen head that's two sizes too small, but my moves are free and conscionable for all. 
I got a tight fit in leotard, unitard, and I'm dancing out in your yard by the hedgerow like Led Zeppelin in 69. It's almost like you can't even define what I do. It gets deep down inside your mind, and your cerebral cortex explodes just in time. Train two cameras on my behind because everybody wants to come and drink my wine. I got a pumpkin mask covering up my face. It's almost like my jawline has been displaced or erased, but that's okay. I'm not straced because my pumpkin moves are all over the place. It's like you can never ever lock my flow. I hone my dancing skills back at KXVO, and now I'm a YouTube sensation. Pumpkin Man Grave Dance all across the nation. I've been featured up on BuzzFeed first, but Huffington Post, it had to be the worst because they didn't give props to my pelvic gyration. And I took it as a personal laceration. Ah, you wanna get it twisted? Watch the pumpkin dancer and your spirits are lifted. I shake my hips from the left to the right and I get fresh to death every single night when I dance like this and I'm keeping it tight. You want a pumpkin man? I got to say alright. And yo, pumpkin man, baby, I'm your guy. Reminded the internet to go and let your freak flag fly. Ain't no meme that's motherfucking crazy as I. And if I see Grumpy Cat, I'm gonna punch him in the eye. Peace out. 2015 Halloween pumpkin dance y'all get your spoop on